welcome to the MindChimp Podcast. Hey, Teresa, welcome to the MindChimp Podcast. How are we doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Um, sun is shining, so yeah, I can't, I can't really complain. Yeah, likewise here. It's all good. You know, it's, it's so hard to um, complain when it's sunny outside. That's what I find anyway. So um, usually when I get me the guests on the podcast, I kind of ask them to kind of summarize um, a logline, kind of who they are, what they're about, and a really over the top, or just your own unique way of summarizing you. So do you have one of them? Uh, I'm not so much a, a logline. Um, brief synopsis is probably the best way to describe it. Okay, go for it. Um, wanted to be a teacher, became an antique dealer, then went into retail L&D, then went into education sales, then went into corporate L&D. Learning always been a passion for me from a child. Okay, that's a good, good recap. I may, maybe we'll touch upon that in just a sec, actually. But yeah. when you was in school... Um, and the teacher would ask you, what is it you want to be, Teresa, when you grow up? What, what is it you would say? A teacher, I suppose that's quite an obvious thing that when you're at school. Um, but I think before I even went to school, I've got very early memories of being a very curious child. And I see that in my daughter as well. And as she's growing up um, and family that remember me as a child... I keep saying she's so like you she's so like you she's very curious okay okay teacher that's good so usually before I, we get into kind of a little bit more about you trees and, and what you're all about i ask the, the guests to pick out four numbers from one to a hundred um yeah so could you pick me four numbers please 98 98 42 42 and seven. Perfect. We will come back to them a little bit later on. So, yeah, obviously, Tris, we know each other from the, you know, the managing WhatsApp group and stuff like that. But, yeah, maybe give us a bit of a brief bio over, over who you are, kind of where you come from and, and where you are right now. Where I am right now, I'm sat in the middle of the Midlands. That's where <laughs> I'm work, working, working from home today, um, living sort of the heart of the National Forest. I'm lucky in terms of having lots of places to go and, and walk in what was a former mining area. I've lived here all my life, so I come from what you would call a, a working class um, town, but always travelled with work. And uh, as I said, wanted to be a teacher, but that didn't happen. And the reason was that I got tired of studying. So this person that was a voracious learner suddenly had had enough of sitting in the classroom, sitting being lectured to when I was doing my A-levels, and um, found uh, nightclubs and partying uh, as a, a diversion. And, and um, when I come back to things that I'm doing now in my life, that is an important part of what I do for leisure, dancing. Um, and uh, I went working for my auntie uh, when I left college um, and disappointed my parents who thought I was going to be go to after uni and be one of the first people in our family to go to university um, and worked for my auntie, as I say, as a, and she was an antique dealer. And um, I ended up starting my own business and did that for seven years um, with my uh, first husband. And um, unfortunately, things didn't work out for the marriage and that resulted in me leaving the business. And then ultimately, the business crashed and failed. And 
um, found myself with nothing. Um, I'm back at my parents, living living uh, living in their car in their caravan on their drive in their tour of caravan during the summer, and and the settee in the winter because <laughs> my sister was also at home as well. Um, so that's where I sort of started from, and then went into um, into the workplace, worked for Dunnell when they were a very new organisation as a retail manager. Then went into retail L&D at Do It All, the, the DIY company. And then went into telephone sales to fit around because I decided to go back to studying to do um, HNC in business and uh, wanted to realise that ambition of going to university and uh, really fitting that around the retail work that I was doing. Working weekends did, didn't enable me to study. So into telesales I went, and then I found myself working in field sales in education, and then regional sales manager, working in digital learning into education, and then worked my way up to head of sales. Um, and uh, the company that I was in got taken over by an American parent, and they decided to shut the UK office. Found myself dealing with the HR aspects, and thought I quite like this HR stuff, and took my redundancy and went to uh, back to university and did a, a master's whilst I was gaining to my experience part time in different organisations with the goal of going into corporate L&D and I joined E.ON um, on a temporary basis in 2008 and nearly 10 years later I'm still there. Wow okay okay so so kind of a, a, a right a really good mixed bag of kind of you know what I guess the question which I'm coming to now is, you know, over over a time of doing different things and maybe, you know, it was when you set up your own thing right through to where, what you're doing now. What's What's been kind of the common themes you've seen throughout each, you know, industry or each role? What is like a reoccurring theme? Maybe, maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's something you've just noticed straight away. A problem, I would say, is um, people's egos and politics that then damage that damage things that are yeah hindering and putting obstacles and create complexity and issues that make work and working life more difficult than it needs to be right okay okay that's really interesting i think you know it's so hard not to go back to this but i guess alex ferguson summed up really well in, in a statement he said you know one person isn't bigger than any team I mm. think, you know, you can see that in, in a lot of times. And you go out, and I'll be honest, I've I have a bit of an ego. Um and it's something I'm aware of and I try to dial it back as much as possible. But yeah, I've seen I've seen ego really break break things which were perfect. It's yeah. It's so sad to kind of sit back and see. Um and when I say an ego, it's not I don't think it's an ego, I think it's an opinion. I think I'm just opinionated. And that's probably not always the best thing to do. So that's something I, I'm managing myself. But yeah, it's really interesting you bring that up. So if if I was to say to you, you have to give a gift of a book to three people, what book would you give? I would give Marshall Goldsmith's Triggers. Okay. Why is that? Because it addresses some of those things that I've just mentioned. So it's about having a better relationship with yourself, a better relationship with um, with the people around you and identifying uh, changes and how you can make those changes stick to live a, a better and happier life and to achieve your goals. Okay. Cool. I've not read that one. I'll, I'll get that one added to my list for sure. 
<laughs> okay, so in your whole in your whole career so far, what's been your positive negative moment and when i say that i mean for instance you know something in a moment which is deemed as a negative but then maybe years months weeks down the line you've gone actually that was a really positive thing because if that didn't happen i wouldn't be where i am now um i think the business failing um and that that failed because we of, of the marriage breakdown and and, and it, the ego of my first husband in not wanting to work together um on a, on a business that was successful and the fact that it needed both of us there and that was what was created created the success and and that was his ego that wouldn't let that continue um but on the on the other side of that losing everything that i got was a great life lesson it I had to be very self-sufficient in in the fact that it was it was a business and we started from nothing. We started with a thousand pounds and we're turning over you know in excess of a hundred thousand pounds back in the late eighties, early nineties. But I had a chip on my shoulder. I was very young. I had a lot of money at a young age and uh, had properties. I had a, a really nice flash car and thought I was the bee's knees a bit. And uh, it was a good lesson to bring me back down. Right. So I. I I think that, and then probably a second one, is making a bad decision to go to a job that I was headhunted for based on on money. I was attracted by the money and to never make a decision based on that, to always go by my gut instinct and um, linking to my values. Okay. Okay, so yeah, values is actually a really important point. And I think, you know, when we talk about ego and stuff like that, and and obviously Mm. the young, you know, I think looking back over your career you can look at where you where you've had this ego and and it, it's a great it's a great learning tool for you to kind of reflect and develop yourself but let's talk about values so what what's kind of the, the values which really drive you i guess maybe it's maybe use it in your you can use it in your personal or professional life it's up to you but what's what's kind of your three biggest things what drive you as from a values point of view um being real i suppose that's around authenticity okay being honest and um, integrity for me very much if I say I'm going to do something I'll do it I don't let people down right, or okay. if I do there has to be a really good reason why that might be okay okay yeah authentic is massive I think um, I think you can you can you can wear a mask for so long but then eventually that that's that's going to slip back. You know, you can wear this this mask of being authentic, but then if you're not truly authentic and you're not real and like honest, then eventually it's going to you know people are going to see through that over time. Definitely. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really insightful actually. So, if I was to say to you, right, Teresa, what free resources do you, would you you well what free resources or tools? So use that you know very loosely. But what's yeah. the free things you're using right now? And it can't be social any social media platforms and it can't be your google search okay first one would be trello okay so i'm using that with my team and that's quite new to them and that's engaged them pretty quickly and we're using it to redesign our um our intranet page for learning so where where we talk about to our customers our internal customers what we offer and what they can find and uh, that's working really well and helping to keep track of all the work and it's due for launch on, on Monday as well. 
so I've been able to see what they're all up to and where, where they're at. <laughs> um, other free resources, I think MOOCs, um, that I, you know, I'll dip in and dip out of them, and uh, podcasts. Okay. Uh, that, that's rather apt with, um, with us recording this, but I'll often listen to podcasts when I'm working out in the gym. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, podcasts are awesome. I, th- I think I've been listening to podcasts for a while now. Um, and I just, I, it's just so, I think there's never a week that goes by where I don't find a new podcast to listen to. It's getting to a point now where I'm like, right, I need to filter this out and can get a bit overwhelmed with them all. But yeah, great tools, great tools. And Trello, yeah, is brilliant. The mobile app for Trello is awesome as well, just to kind yeah. of keep on talking yeah, about it. Yeah, Yeah. So if I was to say to you, right, Teresa, what I want you to do is I want you to explain what you do to a three-year-old. How, how would you, how would you explain that? Simply, I help people be better at their jobs. Okay, okay, I like that. Simplistic, I love it. So, where, you know, I think, you know, bouncing in and out of learning, development, and stuff like, where do you think, where do you think learning is right now? Learning development is right now. Is it? Would you say? It's in it's in the perfect place where it needs to be, or a kind of yeah. So it's a very open ended question that one. But what's your take on where learning and development is right now? I think it's in a land of confusion, and it doesn't know which route to take. Okay. So so why is that? I think it's doesn't really know its identity and purpose doesn't know what tools to use that there's just a proliferation of content and tools out there um, I'm not saying this is in all organizations but in in probably the majority when I look at the external research that's there and I think also far too insular okay okay interesting and I'm completely with you. So I think um, I talked about this on, on kind of my podcast. Um, I was saying it's in a bit of a, I think it's got a little bit of an identity crisis at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, again, I think it's it's kind of struggling where it wants to be. But then I think a lot of people in learning development are, are going through that as well. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I don't, you know, me and Bad Thompson was having this conversation a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago and we were saying, I don't really align just to learning development anymore. I feel like, you know, the, the, not murky, not murky waters, but I feel like my role is kind of turning to different things of different elements of roles. Um, and it's not just fundamentally just, you know, solid L&D anymore. So, yeah, I think that's a great shout. So, what's... If I was to say to you, right, you can have a football stadium and you're going to have a billboard outside this football stadium... And thousands of people coming out of the game are going to see this billboard. What message or what quote would you would you put on there so thousands of people would see it? Oh my goodness! Um, one of the quotes I do like is Satchmo Page, and it's uh, "Work like you don't need the money. Okay. Dance like, dance like no one's watching, and love like you've never been hurt before." Oh, okay. I like that. Especially the dance bit. I love the dance bit. So so is that is that something kind of near and dear to you? Is that why I can't I guess kind of where I'm trying to go with this is yeah, why that one? 
Um, I think it, it leads to a happy life. If you can achieve those three things, it's about happiness. So it's about being at ease with yourself as well, with, as well with the dance like no one's watching. So you're perfectly at ease in yourself and your own body um, and your own mind. If you're doing work and you don't, you don't feel that you need to get paid for it even, that means you've found work that is a passion and is purposeful. And um, yeah, the, the love thing, I suppose, is, to, is about anything in terms of change. So it could be from a relation point of view or it could be any change that you go through. And you're still willing to put effort in and to try again um, in the face of any adversity or failure. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, in your role, you you probably do a lot in you know your day to day role and stuff. I guess the the one thing I'm thinking of is if I was to ask you a question of, okay, you get to pick two hours what you're going to have to relive every day out of your job. What two hours of your role would you love to relive every day? Oh, when I'm when I'm working with groups of people, when I'm helping them, particularly, uh, I did a lot of wave feedback last week. So my, my job entails different aspects, which I, which I enjoy, and um, helping people through those feedback sessions um, and make sense of that in a deeper coaching style conversation. Uh, and when, and I was also with a small with a small talent group last week, and talking to them about what they focus on in developing themselves and how they develop mastery in something rather than trying to be several things and consume content about how they find that one big thing that that's then going to impact different aspects of of their career and development. So definitely, when I'm with people in our business. Okay. Okay, thank you. So this question is probably to get a little bit more about you personally. So what's, yeah, what's the, what's an unusual habit you have? What people Ooh. might not know about? Um, yeah, probably an, an unusual habit. Um, probably the dancing stuff is that how much time... I spend listening to music and, and dancing or sort of in, in the car or when I'm at work is my feet will be dancing under the table and I've got music on if I'm involved in in some some work, some design work or some writing. So I think that probably okay. is. Uh, and I, I don't watch, I think the other thing is on the other side of that is I stopped watching very much TV at all. I stopped reading newspapers about 11 years ago. I stopped watching TV about four years ago. I rarely watch the news and I live in a state of what I call um, blissful ignorance. Okay, okay. So this probably leads me on to the next question then. So, you know, sometimes I think we can live in a world of overstimulus, over noise, obviously social media, blah, 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 news, TV, whatever, whatever. How, how do you, if you find yourself kind of stressed, or yeah, yeah, maybe it's stress or maybe it's lacking focus. How do you um, recompose yourself and kind of either regain that focus or yeah, re reclaim your, you know, your reclaim your your sanity and when, when when stressed out, I guess. I'll probably just take if it's in work. I'll probably take ten minutes and 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 go and do some quiet sitting, uh, which is a practice I learnt um, probably about four or five years ago. 
And uh, the other thing I'll probably do is, is exercise, go to the gym, move my body. I find that that is, is always a good thing to just change your environment, move your body around, get the, get the blood circulating again and then come back to something. Okay. Okay. Good advice. Good advice. So what's, you know, looking out and maybe, yeah, let's, let's just do this quite a general question. So what's the one thing you've seen maybe in learning development or maybe it's wider than that? What's one thing you've seen where you think, bloody hell, I wish I'd come up with that idea? Oh, um, I, I really like the, the Be More campaign at City and how they've driven that. Um, that's, that's something that I find um, aspirational to, to push your learning culture that way. Uh, so, so that I think is, is a great way that shows how L&D can um, be a main enabler and, and impact how people learn through their work and doing that around um, taking stock of what's going to work for the people in the organisation. Okay, so yeah, maybe share a bit more on that. What so be more? What 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 is that kind of? Yeah, um, that's that is using social media and it's and it's giving people thirty day challenges, but also focused on them sharing their learning, and uh, and looking at that science around um, teaching something back is one of the best ways to retain that knowledge. Okay, okay. I'll have a, yeah, I think I think we've talked about this in the past, but yeah, I'll I'll try and dig um dig a link out and get that put in, into the show notes for people to have a bit, bit more of a read about that if possible. So, if I was to say to you, right, Teresa, the ninety-year-old you in the future is going to send yeah. you a message now, and what, what the message? A kind of yeah, what do you think? What piece of advice would they give you now? What you're still struggling to take. Oh, um, believe, believe in yourself and your own power. Okay. And that's something you're still kind of struggling to get your head around now, even in, in kind of where, where you're at right now in your career and stuff. Sometimes, uh, but not, but it's much more, it's much more rarely now. I, I think that's been in an area which I've spoken about in our group around, presenting and actually not being afraid to talk about the work that I've done uh, and and how that's made a difference because I um, I started my L&D work as a designer and you're more back office and I was more comfortable with that I don't necessarily like to be center of attention and um, that's been a really steep learning curve and when you think I say that I wanted to be a teacher and you'll you think a teacher's at, at the front and is is you know probably in the traditional classroom model is doing the majority of the talking that is at odds with saying well actually I, it's not something that I found easy or, or comfortable um, and I've really had to um, deal with that discomfort to be able to speak like I did at learning technology in January um so I think that has been a big thing for me okay okay so what piece of advice would you give to someone who is kind of going through kind of you know what, what you mentioned there what 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 advice would you give to people now if anyone was listening and who was kind of going through the same 
you know, same struggle, if you like, as of what you just mentioned there, what, what piece of advice would you give them? Um, find safe places to experiment first. And don't don't be afraid of making mistakes. Um, and get yourself to a place where you are focused on your audience and not in your head. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that last bit. I think I think I think you see it quite a lot in creative minds and people have been learning development actually. I think we're so focused, you know, in our head and coming up with new ideas and different things of working. Mm. I think sometimes we can we run the risk of being trapped in our own mind a little bit too much. Mm. Actually, yeah, it's a really good bit of advice, actually. Thank you. So, what what's something what you're learning new now? So, is there anything you're learning right now, a new skill, a new behavior or something? And, and how are you learning it? Um... I'm always learning new things within dance personally. And another, another reason for learning dance is to put myself in the shoes of a learner and, and to see what that feels like. And there's a lot of discomfort around that. I mean, you, you go to social, social events and somebody might ask you to dance and you've, as a follower, you've got to connect to that person and um, feel, feel the mood. Again, it's about being in your body and in your head and listening to the music and not being frightened if it goes wrong. I think I've always been a bit of a perfectionist, so it's letting go of that being perfect, being right um, and having fun. So I often find myself laughing now and not being so hard on myself at anything that I'm learning that's new is to enjoy that process. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm learning new in, in, in work. I would suppose it's this design of the the new internet page is is playing around and because I used to do a lot of design work and then went more into project management um I used to love experimenting with platforms and seeing what they could do and that that goes back as well to when I was selling um into schools I would spend hours looking at ways to push things and and be able to then have more credibility um and to to sell more um in a very consultative way and meeting the needs of the school. So I suppose that is going back to that platform, learn, learning the platform again. Okay, cool. So let's do some quick fire round questions. Yeah. So if you used to give a physical gift to a child, what gift would you give them and why? I would give, if I'm thinking my own children, um, my time. Okay, okay, your time. Okay, like that, great, great answer. <laughs> Yeah. 80-20 rule. So 20% of your contacts in your phone, you dial 80% of the time. The other 80% of the contacts, you dial 20% of the time. Mm. Applying that rule, what what would you say? What's the biggest hack what you're using, 80-20 hack? Or, you know, what's what you're doing the kind of minimum on, but it's bringing in the best revenue? When I say revenue, I mean that as in maybe it's your time back. Maybe, you know, it's just maybe personally and professionally. Um, I think... Oh, I don't know whether I'm answering this correctly, if I've understood it, but I, I think it's stopping when I know that I've done too much. Does that, is that, is that answering this correctly? Have I understood it? Yeah, no, no. And it's, I guess it's, yeah, it is that, you know, sometimes maybe you, you, you can work at a hundred miles per hour, but mm. actually, you know, maybe, maybe the 20% is actually stepping outside and looking and going, right, okay, I've kind of, I've done enough here or yeah, maybe that is, yeah. 
It's um, there's no right or wrong answers, I guess, for this one. It's, it's literally just something what what you have kind of what you use in your moment to kind of yeah either regain time back or or whatever. Yeah, so no, that's that's perfectly fine. So buzzword bingo. I'm gonna say a few things, oh. <laughs> and a I want you to kind of tell me what comes to mind. So let's start. We'll go with social media. Um, noisy. Okay. Digital learning. Overhyped. Okay. Classroom training. Um, undervalued. Okay. Um, and we'll do one more. Teresa. Um. <laughs> Uh, funny. Okay, perfect. So, three people in in the industry right now. Okay, maybe it's people who have been here a while. Maybe it's people who are new up and comers. What? Who's three people who you think people should be kind of? When I say watching out for. I don't mean in like the weird way, but I mean like who who who's the three people now who you think actually if you're not following these, follow them. They're sharing good ideas. They're doing things differently. Yeah, three people who comes to mind. Our our assy in our group. I don't know if I pronounce his name name correctly. So help me on his surname. He'll probably uh, be listening to this thinking, "Oh my, she's got it wrong." Um, Degani. That's the one. Thank you for that. Thanks for the help. And um, Viddy's out there doing it, and he does it against um, you know so many challenges, and he shares his knowledge um, with us all so much as well, and shares what shares what he's done. So I find him. Um, very down to earth, very helpful, um, and uh, very inspirational. Okay, shout out to Asa. Okay, next uh, one. Um, uh, got it. I've got to have some shout out to the girls. Uh, so Joe Book, um, Lightbulb Joe. Uh, yeah, she's she's become a good friend, and the work that she's doing, she's doing some work internationally. Um, a lot of work around women in L and D. Um, her expertise and what she does with virtual classrooms. So I'm learning a lot from that because that's something that we're looking to do more of um, in my work. And um, has to be Laura Overton as well because I I remember Laura's work in uh, a very very early stages when I worked with the school she was doing data and analysis and benchmarking within education so I used to refer to um, to Laura's data back then um, before she then took that into the into the corporate world. Okay, okay, perfect. And we'll do the last one. What's the best bit? of bad advice you hear in our industry. So, best, yeah. Best of bad advice that, um, uh, oh. So it's a mouthful to say as well, best bit of bad <laughs> advice. <laughs> um, I, I don't know whether I can answer best bit of, best bit of bad advice. Um, it's probably things, things not to do would probably be the, be the best thing. So, um, I always say put, the business first and this problem before any solution so I would say step away from the technology and all of the different solutions you could probably look at and really examine the presenting problem okay yeah so I think I think 
stop stop being solution you know don't be solution focused straight off don't go to solution examine and performance consult um uh, and use use the the organizational development cycle as well which is not dissimilar to performance consulting so i'll, I'll probably an answer that question in a roundabout way okay no great great answer so what shapes Teresa personally shapes me personally um definitely my children um my and my family and spending time on my health and well-being um that is is kind of if i can't do that then i don't feel that i perform and function as well in work and life and that's my medicine exercise good good eating um and uh dancing and music perfect so i know Teresa, we, we said we'd make this a fast one because obviously it's hard to get our calendars aligned um so yeah, yeah thanks for um for taking the time out but at the start of i guess we're just wrapping up now so at the start i asked you to pick four random numbers um yep. and these random numbers kind of associate to a random list of items which i have here and the idea is really simple you're on a desert island and you have these four items what would you do with them so the items you have is a spring a boom box oh a needle and an ice cube an ice cube's rather rather obvious is that i would um i'll probably put that in a in a g and t if if there is one <laughs> um or a cocktail uh a boom box is that is that like a sound box yeah yeah, yeah. um oh well it's got to be for bluetooth in from my phone to listen to music no 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 doubt about that um what was the other two a spring a spring what do you mean by a spring can you elaborate a little more yeah so just like a, your typical spring what you see um where do you see a spring when you're trying to make a point about one um <laughs> Maybe let's let's just say you know like the slinkies what you used to be able to get. Oh right, yeah. Well, yeah, I'd probably make make a, a staircase out of something and keep yeah use that to take up and down there to while away my time a bit. Okay. Uh, or make one of those. What are those things you could bounce up and down on? It's like seventies toy. What are they called? I can't remember the name of them. Uh, um, it's not a pogo stick, is it? That one, yeah. One yeah. of those. Make one of those. Okay. And what was the item? Uh, the last one is a needle. A needle. Oh well, I, I can sew, so I'd probably make some clothes. I love my clothes. I love my threads. So I'd make myself a few threads okay. out of out of some palm trees and stuff. Awesome, awesome. So, I guess yeah. At the start, I asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, and obviously, there's not an age where you go right. That's it. You're all, all grown up and stop developing, and kind of that's it. You're done. You know, we're in learning development. That's kind of something what we, we do every single day and we tell other people to do. Mm -hmm. So if I was to ask you this question now, where you are right now with your life, what is it you want to be when you grow up? What would you say? Um, I would say helping helping other people, anybody that I come into touch with, to leave um, feeling posit more positive than before they had a conversation with me. Okay. Okay, thank you. So where can we find out a little bit more about what you're up to? And yeah, where, where can we find out a little bit more about Teresa? Uh, quite a lot on my LinkedIn profile. So there are a, 
quite bits of bit, few bits of media on there about different projects I've done uh, in my work and links to um, like video from learning technologies. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and you can also find me on Facebook. So I've got and I've got a few of um, my my L and D peers that are friends with me on Facebook as well. So you can you can probably keep track of all my dancing and stuff on there more than ever. <laughs> awesome, superb. Well, I'll put all the links in on the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, thanks for having this kind of quick fire round. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Enjoy the rest of your day, Teresa. You too. Bye. Bye.